How many of your employees at this point have chosen to have the chip implanted and how many do you have to go? Yes, to date uh, we have 196 employees and 92 of them are chipped to this day. The vast majority of our employees absolutely love the conveniences that having this chip in their hand really brings to them. You see a lot of discussion now about implants and how they can you know, take your heartbeat, get your blood glucose levels. You see uh, uh, Amazon just hiring a uh, top-notch doctor. Uh, you see Walmart uh, filing for patents on this. Uh, we started with a simple little chip and now it's evolved into a whole nother business which we're in development right now of an actual chip that will be powered by the human body, the heat and it'll have GPS tracking capabilities along with Very voice recognition. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast where the facts are the facts and the opinions hurt people's feelings. Jay Wellyev, Emmy Award winning Fonzarelli. Oh Bad. yeah, oh yeah. The real one. The real one. As I refer to you as the fake one. Golly, man. Well, the F. The F is for fake one. Yeah. But um, I'm surprised that was his first one. Jesus. Hey. He's been in the game for a minute, bro. He really has. I, I what was that? I can't remember. He played a real good role, and I forget what it was called, but what movie it was. But, you know. Movie maybe, or a show? I, thought, I want to say it was a movie. Well, he wasn't on Monk, was he? He was on one of those not, USA not shows. Regularly, no. He was on Monk though, huh? Uh just don't give me the quote. Oh, okay, like okay. Well, I know he was on. Um, what was the name of that fucking? He was on uh, Parks and Recreation for sure. But yeah, yeah, he's been doing his thing for a while, right? He's been yeah. doing his thing for a while. Any of your shows that on there that got an Emmy that you like? I didn't watch the Emmys. I didn't watch it either. I just looked at the winners. I didn't even do that. Oh, I was bored. I don't, I don't even remember what I did Monday night. <laughs> what? What did you do today? God. What have you done with your life, bro, in the past two weeks besides record podcast? Uh, well, I washed my hair today. Oh, okay. I picked the fro out. I've been rocking the fro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ate a badass bowl of cereal. Oh, God. Oh, and shout out to everybody that put chips on their sandwich. That's, that's still the shit, bro. Did I thought that, that was, that's the norm, right? I, I, I don't know. Some people be eating sandwiches without chips. I mean, what do you mean? Like, get it from Subway? I don't. I mean, when I make my sandwich at home, I put, I put chips, chips on my. I don't. I don't. Not at Subway. That's I can't it. make sandwiches without chips. If, I'm, if I have sandwich bread, it's either I'm making a sandwich with chips or I'm making peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not putting chips on peanut butter and jelly. Nah, I wouldn't do that either. But yeah, man, I, I, I don't know, man. I sense that your that your energy is a little bit uh, eh. I, I was, per our conversation yesterday, our first conversation, I was pretty much on a high. Oh yeah, yeah. The latter conversation took a lot out of it. Yeah, pretty much. You were dead after that. Yeah. The, the events that happened in between, kind of. It's unfortunate, man. You know. Yeah. So, to... overall, before we get into this intro that, to me, I would... The intro, obviously, we're talking about... This episode is probably going to focus on a lot of futuristic shit. But other than that, when it comes to, like, you know, culture and society, you know, how do you feel about people that, you know tend to try to dictate your life or tell you how you should move when they're living their life a certain way, like opposite of what you're living. Like, you know what I mean? I had, I had, I actually had this conversation with my mom earlier today. I was, I told her, I was like, I don't depend on anybody 
to provide anything for me, mm -hmm. like income, a roof, or anything like that. So therefore, I think that it has allotted me to live my life the way that I want to, and so choose to because nobody can hold anything over me and say, oh, well, since I'm doing this for you, I think you should make this decision this way. And when people do that, and they have no governance over my life, it annoys the shit out of me. It should be annoying. Like, it annoys the shit out of me when somebody who has no claim or nothing invested in your life wants to tell you what you should be doing. I mean, I wonder what the motivation for that is. I mean, as I, when, I, when I sit around now and I just peep shit, I, you know, I, I, I tend to think that, like, I was telling somebody the other day, like, I feel like we've become more arrogant. Like, I look at some of the shit I may post on Instagram or I look at some of the shit I may, like, something I may say as far as it being a statement, not no quote of the day type shit, but how I'm feeling at the moment. Um, like, when I say some shit, you know, as far as, um, I feel like people that are, you know, they don't feel like they have meaning in their lives. They, they're less, they're more prone to addiction. That's just something that just comes off the top of my head. I'm not saying that that's something that's right or wrong. And then it's not even just something that comes off the top of my head. It's some, it, I, I hear things like that, you know, from other people. I'm like, you know, it makes me think this. But when I put it out there to the world, I don't feel like I put it out there to the world as I'm right. There is no art, you know, there is no debate about it. It is what it is. But then when I kind of see other people that are even younger than me or people that just have an influence maybe when they post stuff on any social media site, post it on their blogs or even, even just have a YouTube blog or whatever. I kind of sense that they like, they know that what they're saying is infinitely right. Like there is no if, ands or buts about it. Like take my advice and it, it is what it is. And I, I can't help, but this just is wonder. the truth. Yeah. This is the truth. I can't help. If but a woman wonder, don't, man. if a woman like, don't cook for you, she don't love you. Facts. What? What the fuck kind of shit is that? Right. Like, what do, it scares me and like uh, you and somebody else basically made post about how if you're out there and you're like even if it's my post if you're out there and you're living off of what I say you're taking advice from social media you know uh, quoters or philosophers and shit like that like you got real problems like you shouldn't be taking advice from these people because these people don't even take their own advice that's my overall opinion on how I feel about somebody trying to dictate my life when they move a different way because I know so many people just they just say things because it sounds good. Let's just be 100. I've just said things because they sound good. Exactly. Like, we be one, we're sitting here being 100. Like, how many people know for a fact that there are people out there that are just putting up this big front and they know that inside, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, we know that when it comes to, like, you turn the phones off, you, you, you turn off, you know, you get back into reality and their lives are pretty, you know, mundane. They're normal lives, just, which is nothing wrong with that, but it's just like, everybody's putting out this front like they're like they're just in, so intelligent. And like, it, it it grinds my gears more and more. And I know we talked about it last week, but it's like, you're not about to sit here and try to tell me how to live my life. Especially, I feel like I've been living a long ass time. It ain't been long, but I feel like I've been living a long ass time. It's not a lot of 24 and 25 year olds that's gonna tell me shit about my life. It's kind of like, you know, when a celebrity commits suicide. It's like, oh, he seemed so happy. He was doing this and that. He was super successful. And, you know, and then he just kills himself. Now, just think of regular Joe Blow in Houston, Texas, who has $1,000 in the bank account, 300 followers on social media. But they up there, you know, hey, it's a beautiful day. I'm, I'm great. You know, selfie, 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 this, that, and the other. You know, and you say a celebrity 
was you know was living a great life and they were happy and they had all the money that they could possibly spend mm -hmm. and because apparently you know money may, leads to happiness now you take somebody who doesn't have the money and who has less attention but might have those same emotional feelings as mm -hmm. said celebrity and everybody has feelings and you think they surviving this stuff too yeah yeah it made me even when i went back and re-listened to that episode where we talked about mac miller and like you know my perspective was you know it's just interesting to me that people work so hard in their lives and i kind of feel like people get to a certain point in their life and they don't even realize what it took to get there and as they were getting there they didn't realize like hey man when i get here i'm gonna do this so that's what really bothered me with my, my with mac miller and anybody that's committed suicide especially celebrities because it's like y'all make it so far y'all put in so much work like why wasn't that enough motivation? But then again, you know, I can't think for them. No. I just know that every day that I put work in and like I see friends doing good, I see my son doing good, family members doing good, like that motivates me to want to go more and more because I want to see not only where I'm where I get when I'm 60, but where they get when they're 60 or 50. Like to see another day is a huge motivation. And um just thinking about, you know, we I think we we as a culture we have become so obsessed with numbers, like in general. Like we we sit here and talk about people being rich, but that's just that's just a number. We talk about the, their bank account; it's just a high number. We know somebody's a millionaire. Um, we automatically, you know, oh, that's a lot. Of, that's that's a big number, especially dealing with dollars. And that just gets me to thinking. What Ye said today, when he was like, "Wouldn't it be better if we can hide our, you know, if we can hide our comments, we should be able to hide our our likes. We should be able to hide our followers, and then." Maybe I don't even think it's necessary to even for somebody to even be verified. I think that that's nonsense. Like you, because if we know who the real Amber Rose is, we know who the the real Lupe Fiasco is. Like we know who these people are, and does it really matter? Like why are we so in a hurry to follow people based on the fact that oh that's who that is, so I'm gonna follow. Them. Like if somebody needs that boost, pretending to be that they're Amber Rose, why do I need to take that away from? Them? I mean, there's plenty of catfish out there. Why do I need to take that away from him? Yeah. If that's what's going to help you feel better about yourself, if if you pretending to be someone you're not is keeping you alive. I mean, how many celebrities do you think actually run their accounts anyway? I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there that have interns running their accounts. Oh, so yeah. you ain't... You, you, can, you can damn near get a degree in, in social media now. I'm not surprised. Social media marketing. You yeah. can damn near get a degree in, degree in that. I mean, I would, I would imagine that's similar, you know, it, it, once again, it gets me thinking like, there was a point of time where computers didn't exist. So when you so in the nineteen twenties, that wasn't a college degree. But then in the forties and fifties when when, you know, some type of computer some form of computer started developing, that but that started becoming a degree in college. So it's a sign of the times, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if you could actually get a social media degree. I mean another sign of the times. Motherfuckers are actually willingly let it, let motherfuckers put microchips in their in their hands. And, like, I saw the shit. It, it happened, I think it officially happened May of 2007, 2018, when they actually put the chips inside of them. And I think it was only 40 workers that actually said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And they had this thing called the Chip Party, and it's a company in Wisconsin that did it. Um, I remember hearing about it a year ago, but I just was like, oh, this is some bullshit. This is fake news. My mind said it was fake news. I said, nobody's going to let their job put a chip inside of them. Yeah. Just so they can go up to a vending machine, scan it for a Kit Kat bar. And it come out of your paycheck instead of your bank account. Like it, what? Just for the convenience. Like, 
This is how exactly, I get in the building instead of having a badge. I just swipe the chip that's on my wrist or something. That's just, but if you really think about it, I mean, we were just sitting here off here talking about, you know, how you get your groceries, not to put your business out there. But although we do things out of convenience, I mean, it's only, we look at, we tend to look at convenience in a way that other people in like third world countries would probably just simply look at as lazy. And I remember I was talking to Ash the other day and she was talking to, she had sent me this post and she was like, how do you feel about, um, I think it was Prudential Insurance had this has this thing that's going on Instagram and it basically says, um, "Hey millennials, everybody says you're lazy, so you know why not retire early?" I've seen that. Yeah, like you know, I'm sitting there like, if you really think about it, it's only logical to be lazy in a first world country because everything nowadays is designed is designed for your convenience, which in other words, to me, is lazy because a lot of it, it is lazy, you know, for lack of a better term, because you I like the word convenient. Yeah, but for sure, because people tend to, I mean, you work downtown, you're a single, ba- you're eligible bachelor, what are you going to do? You're going to move downtown. It's convenience. That doesn't necessarily mean you're lazy, but shit, it, I'd rather pay this amount of money for this nice little apartment if I can afford it, rather than driving 30 minutes through Houston traffic from this, you know, yeah, this apartment I'm coming from may be a little cheaper, but the convenience of not having to deal with traffic every day, come on, you know? Or the convenience of knowing that, hey, I can order all my groceries online and just go to H-E-B curbside and pick it up. Yeah, they actually come, they have come to do it myself. Yeah, you know, and then when they do it, they're probably going to do it better than I did because I'm probably trash at picking grapes. <laughs> my avocados probably ain't even going to be near as ripe as the actual, you know, laborer is going to do it. But I, I, it, there's pros and cons to where we're going as a, as a civilization because... I think when you get to the microchip, though, it gets it, you're, you're tripping because I feel like that's an invasion of privacy to an extent. Because I mean, shit, do I disagree or do I agree with how the superintendent said Deshaun Watson? You know, you can't trust a black quarterback. Okay, my mindset is, I mean, yeah, this dude said he was trying to send that to a private. You know, he thought that was a private message. The reality is that conversation is still being had. Oh yeah. You know that conversation is still being had, whether he got exposed on social media or not. No matter what, there are people out there that still feel like you can't trust a black quarterback. And my point of bringing this up is to just say, like, that's the convenience. If he just picked up the goddamn phone and just called that person, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He the only person you got to worry about then are the feds. Exactly. Real talk. You know, and then you don't have to worry about losing your job. You don't have to worry about people looking at you like you're racist or prejudiced or whatever. Um, Especially I think, in this climate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you never know. I don't. Even, I don't. I didn't. I didn't even do a lot of background on that. I just saw it. I thought it was a meme at first, but then I heard it on the radio. I heard it was true. But even then, I, don't even, I still don't know if it's true. But um, we 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 are in a certain. We we've reached to me a dangerous point in time where we're letting like the future is becoming real, more real and more real. Like I see iRobot. I was watching iRobot the other day. You know, <laughs> again. So, you know, just because, and it's like, you know. We saw these things in 2003 and 2004, and we're just like, man, like... That's a long way away. It's a long way away, but like, bro, it's here. The future is here, like for real. And in so many ways, we're becoming slaves to this shit, bro. And and to me, it's it's scary, because I always say, man, I just... I don't know too many societies that get better. I feel like most of them just get worse, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in a sense of... Where you might look at where Germany is, what Germany was in the 30s compared to where Germany is now, like, 
we don't we don't really know. I mean, obviously on the wide frame of things, from an economy's perspective, from an economist's perspective, you know, who knows? Things might have been better then, but on a moral perspective, things in Germany are much better, obviously. But um, I just don't know a lot of societies that just get better. I feel like a lot of them, with time, if they if they just if they just continue to just go down a road that doesn't seem too positive, they continue to go down that road until they just actually have some type of savior. And I, I can't um, I can't say that there's a lot of uh, saviors that I know of that are worth following. I mean. Most of them were, were cult leaders and raped little little girls and made you know husbands watch them have sex with their wives. All kinds of crazy shit, bro. Just so, get into some wild shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you should, you should like seen that Netflix uh, show, um, Wild Wild Country. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. It's I would recommend it, but at the same time, it's a slow pace. It's a slow pace documentary. I think it's six or seven episodes, and. It's kind of hard to get through, but I feel like it's worth you know, you know, sliding in there and watch a couple episodes a day, and you you you'll realize like man, it's it's really people out there that are not only in 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 um in need of a savior, but there are so many people up in and I I also think that that obsession with having a savior is somewhat of a convenience too, because in those in a lot of times in those cases people are looking for somebody to do something for them. You know what I mean? Even when people constantly go to church, like some of your heaviest churchgoers, they only go to church a lot of times. And not everybody, a lot of them, though, they go to church for that monetary value. That, mm-hmm. that monetary, you know, like if you go to if you go to Lakewood, Joe Osteen's church, if you're listening, you don't know what Lakewood church is. You go to Joe Osteen's church, you're really going to a prosperity prosperity preacher, which means most of the time he's just he's just talking it up. Yeah, it's a motivational he's, speech. Yeah, that's all he's doing. He's talking it up, and he wants you to realize that, you know, life is going to be good, you know, in the long run, which may be the case for the average person. But there are people right now that have zero dollars in their bank account or in the in fear of not having a roof over their head tomorrow, and they don't see the world like that. Like, they see it like, oh, shit, it's, it's downhill for me. I'm here. circling the drain yeah, right now. I'm going to have to go rob somebody. Yeah. You Get know? the straps. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Get, Get the, the straps. <laughs> You know, but man, it's it's crazy times we live in. Just think about it, man. Like you got people out here that's trying to tell you how to live your life. Why they live theirs in a completely different manner. Exactly. They hit you with the whole. Well, if I were you, I would do this. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You <laughs> are not me. exactly. You got them motherfuckers out here basically faking the funk. Then alongside of that, you got motherfuckers out here that are lazy, that are so lazy to the point where. They're letting people put microchips in their wrist. I just that shit is just crazy to me. Like, you're so lazy you don't want to pull out a wallet no more. Two seconds. That's all it takes, man. And, and that same person will try to tell you how to live your life. Like, nigga, I'm not living my life like you do. You got a chip in your fucking wrist. And and it's crazy that, that somebody else will tell you how to live life and you look at them, he's like, I don't agree with a lot of the decisions that you've made. Oh man. But no. yet I'm finna let you give me some directive. And I see that a lot in the church. Like, you know, pastor get wrapped up in his scandal. And then, you know, he'll tell you, you know, oh, you should be out here doing this. I mean, we've talked about this numerous times, but it's kind of like, you know, you can't tell me how to live my life when you're not, quote, unquote, walking in Christ. Of course. I, I feel like not only walking in Christ, but walking logically. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't walk with common sense. You know, like, you, you can't you can't try to 
preach to a guy or a woman or whatever, you can't preach to somebody when your house isn't in order. Not at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I kind of feel like that's a common sense rule. Like, if I don't have my shit together, if I'm not a good leader, like, I'm not about to try to tell somebody, you know, I'm not try- I'm not going to lead somebody. Like, that's one of the main reasons relationships are how they are. Like, speaking of millennials, because they always talk about how, you know, millennials are getting married less and less, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's really because millennials or young, the younger generation, I would say people under 33, 35, whatever, they're looking at their ancestors and they're like, man, like, y'all were able to do things that we can't right now because of the economy. Yeah. There are so many different variables in there that make it just so hard to just up and say, hey, I want to get married to this person. That's a big-ass risk to take, you know, especially when you have at the tip of your fingers so many other options. You have you have the whole world. Honestly. You have the whole world at the tip of your fingers. And that goes back to what I said earlier about when you're not depending on anybody, you're making a righteous choice to be there with that person. So, like, if this person, if you're not having to pay, you know, it's not like if I leave this situation, I'm going to have to pay child support. Mm-hmm. If I leave this situation, I'm not going to have a house. You know, the car's in, in, in his name. If I leave this situation, I'm not going to have a car. So, therefore, there's something holding me here. So, a lot of us millennials, we don't have that binding there. So, to go into that means, okay, I'm going to have to sacrifice something. Yeah. I'm going to have to move into their house. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there, there's something that's going to, that's going to link us together to way it's not going to be easy for me to just break apart and leave one day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're openly making a choice to be with that person. And that's scary for a lot of people, especially when to me, it seems like millennials look like some look for somebody that's going to move and act like them or like they want them to. That's the safest bet these days. Because I mean, I, I feel like so many people out there, I mean, just think about it. Let's just say you're two people that happen to be in the same career field and you know the longevity, you don't necessarily have a contract with your job, but you know from a from a um, historical standpoint, the longevity of you being on that job is pretty cool. Like if you're two teachers, I mean, it's pretty hard to get fired as a teacher. It's pretty hard to get fired as a police officer. Unless you start obviously. fucking. If you, if you, shit, depending on how long you've been there, because if you got tenure, <laughs> you, 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 you start fucking and you going to still be on the payroll for a while. But, um, and it depends on what state you're in, too, because some of them got labor unions, too, so you're real good. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But no, I'm just saying, so if you got somebody that matches you financially and somebody that matches you intellectually, you feel safer in that in that, in that that um, perspective, you know, in that, in that situation because you see the longevity in there. You see the concreteness in that situation. That's why... I hate to put women out there like that. That's why younger women that, you know, younger women, younger people in general that aren't good decision makers, they love the bad boys. And um, some of the best advice I've ever heard a woman, an older woman tell a younger lady is don't fuck with the bad boy. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, that bad boy is temporary. And a lot of times that bad boy, you know, he might be, you you know, spontaneous, adventurous, but that shit don't last long. He's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be exciting for the moment, mm-hmm. and you're going to love it. And he, and, and if that's his lifestyle, he's possibly already addicted to it. But the thing about that is... They don't transition out of it. Ex- exactly. A lot of times they don't transition out of it. So when you get with this bad boy, and this bad boy gets you pregnant, and he still wants to live his life, 
Now you can't live this spontaneous, adventurous life anymore. And now he out there still wild and doing what he want to do. And now you a single mom. Y'all both can't be in the club. Exactly. You know, we talk about this all the time, but that's like, and I really, I really felt her on this. And she was like, hey, you know, get the guy that from younger women under 25 need to start thinking these days they don't do it anymore. Pretty much everybody out here just fucking and trying to get free, free, free flights Free plane, free plane rides, free drinks. That's all everybody out here. Everybody doing. out here is fucking and flexing. That's, that's it. all it is. That's it. That's that. That to me, that is the modern day. That is the wave right now. Just you know, casual sex, get free shit, show off for people that don't like you. Um, and if you just so a lot of motherfuckers just out here just fucking and they can't afford half the shit they have and. That's probably why they fucking because they gonna have to you know somewhat they gotta pay the bill somehow. And I I see some people on Instagram if and they'll say well if you if you make less than fifty k why are you even talking to me? You don't make fifty k. Man, you looking for somebody to support you? It's embarrassing. You, what people. do you what do you bring to the table? Looks. You bringing looks to the table? Looks fade. Younger chicks. If I if I'm bringing money, you bringing looks. I can keep getting. I can keep getting looks. You ain't gonna be able to keep getting money because those looks gonna fade. Looks and just Judy said that, but the key to that is my my. If you're really looking for love, and you're really looking to settle down with somebody, like I said, I don't knock somebody wanting to be with somebody that's financially stable. But there's a different way of going about that because a cat could be making fifty k a year selling dope. What does that mean? Hey, fifty k a year with no debt is a lot of money. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, true. True. But that, those are those are certain questions that you gotta ask. Like, how you know if it's really that serious? You first of all, you gotta let it build up. You just can't be jumping out here like Remy, ask people about their credit score. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, in my opinion, you let it build up, and then you say, hey, you know, I see that you got this job. You know, how's your credit? You know, what, what's your future? What are your future plans? You don't really hear those type of conversations anymore. Nowadays, it's, what's your dick size? You know, <laughs> oh, you you've been tested. You know. Um, you know, which is which is a reasonable question, but at the same time, I mean, like we've gotten so far away from the long term shit, we're just all focused on the, the the right now. Like, oh, can he make me feel good right now? How much you getting paid right now? Be like, oh, are you a temp or are you full time? You know, you got a contract. They ain't worry about that type of shit. All they worry about is for the next year or two, they finna be smashing somebody. They got a big penis and got a lot of followers on Instagram. That's it. You you his it girl. That's it. And, Until and somebody hit, comes along. With better boobs, better ass, and you're not the it girl anymore. And it, it, and it's happening day by day now. And what people need to understand, especially women, um, and it's funny to me when they try to point the finger at us being the reason that they are in the labs more, getting you know going under the uh, going under the scalpel. And um, to me, it's bullshit because I think internally women know that not all women age like fine wine and with that being said younger women and women that look younger are always going to be on the dating in the dating pool a lot longer so it's and it's not necessarily because old men prefer the younger woman it's just how do i say this it's not necessarily that man prefers the younger woman but at the same time a man is going to be more attracted to the woman that has the the younger looking features because if you're 40 years old and you have younger looking features we talked about this before i mean you just happen to just that's more appealing that's more attractive and that's 
across all cultures. Yeah. Everybody has Man can this. be 40 and look look younger. Woman can be 40 and look younger. Yeah. Because you, you're bringing the maturity that people desire, but you're also bringing the looks of youth that people desire. Exactly. I mean, plastic surgery has been a thing in white culture for so long for a reason. I mean, hiding the wrinkles, hiding the fact that you're getting old, just, you know, it, as you get old, everybody looks at you differently. People treat you differently. So... To, to just be in a situation where you're you're in competition, you're always going to be in competition. Women are always going to be in competition amongst other women, no matter what. So if you're looking 40, and then this girl here is 25 years old, she has ne not necessarily just as much as you, but she has what you have. She has boobs, she has a vagina. So the longevity of her looks are going to last a lot longer than the longevity of your looks because you're creeping up on that point where you're going to have, you know, a wrinkly forehead. You're going to have, you know, crow's feet or whatever. And Father time is undefeated. Exactly. And unless you get somebody that just technically maybe looks like you or just isn't bothered by those things, I mean, it is what it is. But even women, a woman looks for those things. Because even when a woman is looking at a man that has... You know what they call it, um, the, like you know, uh, like a silver fox. Mm -hmm. You know, that, he that still, ha yeah, or... he still has that youth to him. You know, he, he, she just ain't out here messing with grandpa. She ain't out here going for Fred Sanford. You know, she, <laughs> she looking at Idris Elba because Idris Elba, although he's an older gentleman, he still has those features on him that make him look young and mature. But with women, it's like you never really get that. I mean, me personally. I haven't really seen it. Like, I look at Angela Bassett. I mean, I only see her on pictures. But to me, she still looks like somebody's mama. Is she attractive? Yes, but she still looks like somebody's mama. She, I mean, she, still, she still looks old to me. Yeah. But she is still easily more, and minus the fact that she's, you know, successful, she's still going to get those looks a lot more than even some of these younger women. Because some of these younger women look ran through. You know, they look old and tired. That's, that's the thing. Like, you don't want somebody, you know, that looks old and tired and beat up and ran through. You want somebody that looks fresh. But you don't even want to look like that. Exactly. You know, it's it's something, it's just something that's just so appealing about knowing that you have somebody in front of you that is it's almost like timeless. You know, it's like, man, you know, it's it's rare. Like, like, like when people say, oh, she looks just as good as the day she did when I married her. Like, that that's could be true. man. Yeah. That's a big accomplishment. And like I said, I mean, that's where we are now. I mean, <laughs> do I get mad at the fact that, you know, I feel like it's a certain shallowness to it? Yeah, but it, I mean, it makes sense from a from a chemical, from a you know the brain chemical standpoint because we all know what we like. Yeah. We all see things and we know what we want. Certain things, you know, pop off in the brain and say, oh, yeah, I want that. You know, it's... It's not. It's something so ingrained in us for so many centuries. It's really hard to just combat it. Like I'm sitting here listening to um, atheist, an atheist and a Christian argue the other day um, on a podcast, and it's like they keep bringing up these hypotheticals, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh man, I really believe that a society would would thrive very well if you know there were no you know Christian beliefs, there was no religion. How can you prove that? The, yeah, I, it's already I just, ingrained in us for centuries. No matter what, the morals of this of society of all culture across all cultures are pretty much built off of religion. A religion of so some it, sort. It, yeah. The only way to figure that out is to go to a parallel universe where religion was never introduced to the world and see where you are from there. 
Christians are going to say it's going to be total anarchy. Then, you know, atheists are going to say it's going to be rainbows and bubblegum. Yeah. I mean, in that, in that Christian belief is a, is a thou shall not kill. It's it, it's in there. And, and, and I, I mean, I think that helps a little bit. A person, even a Christian would say the main reason, see, they would actually say thou shall not kill. Yes, that is a rule. But would that would that would that stop a person from killing necessarily he's like no no most likely the per- a person that won't kill is probably a coward <laughs> meaning he's just not necessarily like a bad thing it's like he's scared to kill somebody like how many people out there just willingly be like man i'm on some purge shit i don't really think a lot of people would would want to participate in the purge i'm not trying to catch bodies like that me neither the only way I would take somebody's life is just out of self-defense. And like, it had to be like a real situation where like, my life is actually in danger. It's like, I cannot stop this person from trying to take my life. Yeah, or like my child's life or somebody that's by me. Like, like I'm, if I'm sitting here, like I know I got to protect this person. Like, that's a real ass situation rather than just, oh, I'm just running around here. Somebody cut me off in track from, I'm going to kill them. Like, I, I, got I this don't road think rage. people would do that. But at the same time, we really can't prove they wouldn't if religion wasn't, you know, embedded in us, if morals weren't, if morals and religion weren't ingrained in us from the birth of, you know, humanity, it's just, it's too hard to prove. Because every time we see a psychopath or a serial killer or a spree killer, whatever, we look at them like, okay, this person is is so not normal. This person is psychotic. This person needs mental health. Yeah, because no matter what, even with religion being, you know, morals and religion being something that this person knows, he he feels no need. He feels no sorrow, no empathy in cutting heads off and putting them in his freezer. It doesn't bother him at all. You know, it I, no matter what it's, I think it's com- that, that person it's, it's will a still common be activity for him or, or a common occurrence for him. Oh yeah, that's what that's what I do. Yeah, some people just don't have that that part of their brain that just says, "Hey man, it's wrong. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be eating his hand. <laughs> you shouldn't be skinning this guy." He's not an animal. Yeah. You know, some people just don't have that, man. But I'm starting to like listening to those conversations more because along with those conversations, you know, those people always, you know, tend to talk about science and they they talk about the future, man. And like, I'm sitting here, I had a busy week. I'm sitting here (laughs) watching the uh, first episode of American Horror Story Apocalypse. Ah, okay, okay. And it gets me to thinking. We're talking about these people. We're talking about microchip lazy tell you how to live your life type people people that live in this first world country I just don't think that your average person has a mindset of preparation and when I think about the apocalypse and as I'm watching this episode Ryan Murphy is just he's just a very gay guy (laughs) it's like he cannot do anything without implementing homosexuality in it Mm -hmm. he's a good writer he's a good director but he's just so obsessed with gay culture He's gay. I mean, it is what it is. But he's so obsessed with gay culture that I think sometimes it takes away from um, the shock value of the show sometimes. Because when I see gay dudes, I'm like, I'm not scared. They don't scare me. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like y'all niggas just gay. That's like, it. Just, well, like, I'm to, just straight. Y'all just gay. <laughs> yeah, like, let's get to the horror. Like, sometimes he just has so he has such a need to just have this dominatrix running around. It's like... This dominatrix isn't scary. He's just gay. <laughs> like that's not scary, you know. I mean, I don't want to get raped by this guy, but at the same time, he ran up on me. I'm gonna kill him because I'm a, I'm being danger. But long story short, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, Y2K, which would have been uh, technically. I mean, a lot of y'all probably wasn't even born. 
at that time. Believe it or not, it's crazy to think somebody was born in 99 is 19, 20 years old. Right? And, and so, you know, we might have some 19, 20 year old listeners out there trying to get woke. Nah, go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, this ain't, this ain't for you. Go night. <laughs> nah, but I was thinking about how the Y2K thing was more of a a technological crisis, meaning, you know, once once the, once the everything switched over to, oh, oh, they thought that everything was just going to crash and burn because the computers weren't going to be able to recognize the zero zeros, like, whatever. <laughs> but um, that was one way of the world ending, and I, and I, and I, I remember being, like, 14, 13 at the time and looking at it like, man, like, people aren't prepared for this. Think about if it's just a, a regular, like, we just need to have a shelter, a bomb shelter. Like people are so people talk about Trump probably gonna bring the end of the world, right? <laughs> so if that's the case, so are it's you a lot of pressure to put on one person. Yeah, are we prepared for that? Like, how many people out there have storages of water in their house? If he's gonna bring the end of the world, the world's just gonna end. True. I mean, but American Horror Story basically what happens is when the world ends, you know, there are these elitist people that are prepared for it, and they make it out alive. And they grab some people and they kind of protect them because they need them, you know, just in case if they do make it, which they did, they can rebuild society with these people, which I didn't understand why you would need gay people for that. Because I'm like, they, they can't, can't reproduce. reproduce. But anyways, <laughs> um, I, I felt that was interesting because it just made me think like, damn, like if we really were in a situation where Houston were to get bombed and you all you needed was a bomb shelter or the the uh the death toll didn't mean that it would wipe out wipe us out a hundred percent maybe everybody had um a seven percent chance of living I mean seven percent chance of living is a lot when you just when you're facing death like that you know realistically so if you happen to live like how prepared are you for that like how how prepared are a lot of us for natural disasters not, period not, not, not overly prepared especially you know, in our area where we get them Every now and again. And we, and we, you see, a lot of us still ain't prepared. Shit, 55, 60% didn't even have flood insurance. Right. And Houston sinks every year. Like, that's a, that's a geographical fact. Like, Houston sinks a couple of inches or, like, maybe some centimeters every year. Don't know how they measure that shit. <laughs> Niggas got to be hella bored. They just, they just go to one spot and be like, yeah, yeah this shit, this shit a little lower. Yeah, man. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, with, techn- with the technology we have today, maybe it's real easy to just point a gun at the ground and be like, oh, this shit didn't dip a couple of inches. Hey. But um, yeah, I mean, it just gets me to think, you know, if we live in this, the, the, the current, the, with the current conditions that we have now that make us lazy, can we realistically say that all of us are prepared for natural disasters? I mean, are, are we, we joke about zombie, like a zombie attack. Are we prepared for that? We're not yeah. ready for The Walking Dead. We're definitely not yeah. ready for The Walking Dead. Yeah, you got a Dead. pistol in the house? No, I mean, shit. You might, you might need, you might, might get shit rid of, bro. I mean, you might, something like that might happen. See, I, I'm, I'm a knife guy. Oh, okay. You trying to get up close and personal with close. it? Close. Okay. So you feel this? You want to make sure they dead? You gonna feel this shit? Okay. The type of knife you got? Say, don't be asking all these. <laughs> okay, like okay, that. okay. <laughs> no, but on the question of water, I mean, how much water do you have? Not enough. Not enough. Food? Definitely ain't got enough food. Oh, do you even have that fear of the world ending or the fear of? Something happening so so catastrophic that you'll be without light, water, food, all that shit for maybe two weeks. Do I have that fear? No. You don't. But I'm one of those people of the universe that what will be will be. And if that happens and I'm not prepared for it and I don't survive it, that's what was supposed to happen. 
Gotcha, gotcha. That's just just how I feel. You think that's the lazy approach to it? Or? It's, it's definitely the lazy approach because I could I could afford to be like, you know what? Let me just get four or five cases of water just in case. Gotcha. Let me stack up on canned goods just in case. Me personally, I brought this up because I think I'm starting to get more to that mindset, like of just being prepared, not necessarily for the end of the world, but just prepare for uncomfortable situations. Like I don't want to be in the situation where. I don't have a lantern. I don't have a, 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 something in the house where I can light it up, mm-hmm. you know, without power. I don't want to be in a situation where, you know, I got to worry about, damn, am I going to starve in the next three days? I got to go ask my neighbor shit. You know, like, I just feel like that's, I don't want to let technology get me so lazy to the point where if something like that were to occur, I wouldn't be prepared. Like, I, I really feel sorry for the people that have chips in their wrist because if that shit comes to a, if some shit like that go down and you solely relying on this chip, all the power out, but you ain't got no cash, and that's literally all you need, some cash. What if somebody, what that chip gonna do for me? What if somebody puts a virus in that chip and it infects your body? Man, there's so many things that can go wrong with that chip, bro. <laughs> like, somebody could kidnap you, chop your hand off, and just be using your shit for, like, <laughs> that until you, that shit go off. Like, that's how they robbing people now. You see somebody walking around one hand, damn, he got robbed. Straight up. Like, it's so much crazy shit. I mean... I'm a firm believer in anything that is electronic can be hacked. I agree. You know, like, think about it like this. We're all given social security numbers, right? There are still people out there that can steal your identity. And this is just, and that is a, a, that is a unique fucking thing that is given to you, but it's given to you electronically, though. Now, let's think about fingerprints. How many niggas walk around here still stealing your fingerprints? That I know of. I Come mean, it's, it's not like it's hard. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you're you have to be on some fucking 24 sci-fi type shit to be running right here with another nigga fingerprints, bro. <laughs> Come on, I'm just saying. I mean, ideally, you you putting in a lot of man hours, and a lot of time in order to get a nigga fingerprints, and then you get a nigga fingerprints. What you gonna do with him? You trying to frame him for a crime? <laughs> what the fuck you doing with a nigga fingerprints? I just bring it out to just say. Or have you done something that you ain't trying to get caught up? About? Straight up, you know. Biologically, I just kind of feel like there's a reason why we have unique fingerprints, and there's nothing that can you can't hack a nigga fingerprints. Yeah. In order to hack a nigga fingerprints, you gonna have to hurt him. But in all honesty, that chip in your wrist, I guarantee you, there's gonna be ways to hack that chip in a person's wrist. Just like there's ways to ch- to hack your computer. Just like there's ways to steal your identity. Niggas could, we got we got these special chips in our fucking debit cards, and it seems like debit cards are more easy to steal these days. So once again, if you're simply, go ahead. Think about this. You know how 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 all the debit cards have the chip right that you insert. Yeah. And then sometimes that malfunctions, you end up having to swipe anyway. Yeah. What if you go up there with the chip in your wrist and it's like it's not working? It's not working. Need you to use your regular card. Like, what? what is the purpose of this chip I exactly, got? Exactly, exactly. I don't have my regular card because I got this chip. I got this chip. I'm chipped. <laughs> like chip, chip, chippy. <laughs> my point of this is, I, I can't, I can't stress to people enough that you cannot sit here and just solely believe that technology is going to be the um, the end all be all as far as making life easier for you. Because I guarantee you. There's gonna come a day where that shit's gonna bring a reckoning, and it's. I mean, they always want to talk about how AI may get consciousness and may want to try to kill us like on iRobot. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think just somebody just being a vicious motherfucker. Upgrade the movie. Upgrade. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, shit, he, he had that fancy-ass, you know, basically paraplegic armor, and it, he was being controlled and monitored by somebody else, technically, and he was able to get it hacked <laughs> to where he could control <laughs> he was, himself. He was able to hack himself almost. You know, and I mean, that's actually realistic because, once again, anything that is electronic or, you know, has the features of a computer can be hacked. If it's, if it's relying on... Um, fucking satellites, routers, and shit like that. It can be hacked. And there's some nerds out there, bro. <laughs> Ain't got nothing but time. Yeah, well, there's somebody in your, it's your next door neighbor probably a fucking hacker. Like, and then, and then you can go on YouTube and pretty much learn how to do a lot of this shit. It ain't really that hard. So you just, one day you just go on YouTube and I'll hack a nigga uh, or chip wrist, wrist, wrist chip. <laughs> I, need, I need some of that wrist nigga chip. money. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be available, dog. I mean, that's what we've come to. I mean, the internet is an, ab- an abundance of information and knowledge. We just use it the wrong way. You know what we use it for? Dog porn. filters. Oh. Porn. <laughs> exactly, porn. <laughs> how, to get, to how to get to a destination that's seven miles from us because we don't want to pull out maps no more. Right. You know, like. We use it for laziness. <laughs> we hate to say it, but, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it It's. It lets you know that yes, we have grown as a we we have these brains for a reason. It's hard. It makes me laugh, especially when vegans say, you know, go 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 hunt down a lion and, and bite them and and see how far you'll get. You know, we're trying to bite into a lion. Well, my mental capacity says that I'm able to buy a gun <laughs> and I can go hunting, and then when I hunt, I can get this duck. And not only is my mental capacity heavy to where I can get this gun and shoot this duck because my aim is cold, I can get this duck, <laughs> put this duck on a fire, cook it, and season this duck. A monkey couldn't do that. Why do I need to dumb down to the level of, of knowledge an animal. of this animal? Exactly. I thought I was a superior being. Why can't I be? Why can't I be superior? I don't even have to use the word superior. All I'm saying is, show me a rhino. Show me a, a fucking tiger. That could, that could, you know, ratatouille some shit. I'm just saying, like, ain't gonna be too many monkey chefs in a five-star restaurant. No. I don't know how many five-star restaurants are in the jungle. I'm just saying, like, there's... Fuck the superiority thing. I mean, our brains are our brains for a reason, and animal brains are animal brains for a reason. Am I out here just saying, oh, kill all the animals? No. I'm just saying, like, that argument is weak because I'm not ever going to dumb myself down to the, to the level of an animal... Just because, oh, that's how they eat. That's how I need to eat. They're like, oh, well, eat this meat unseasoned. Why? <laughs> the human brain was smart enough to to know how to, you know, get these grains and get these peppers and, and make season. So why am I going to eat something unseasoned? I'm not a white person. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing. That shit be killing me. All right, all right, all right. We've we've scared the people enough. (laughs) We've scared the people enough. I had a homegirl the other day. She she calls me, or she sent me a voice memo. She goes, I just heard on the radio, and it says that um, out of all the men that cheat, black men cheat the most. Black men cheat like 22%. White men cheat like 16%. Hispanic men cheat like 10%. So I asked her, I was like, you know, okay, well, you know, where's the source of this data? Which 
ge you know which geographical place were were surveyed were they surveyed married people Did they surveyed you know people that were dating like you know how how was this data collected she goes no 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 see that's what you black men do she's hispanic by the way that's what you black men do y'all try to justify it and then i tell her i was like but you exclusively date black men so you just need to stop dating black men if they cheat the most you need to lower your odds then then she goes well all men cheat i say well then bitch you need to be a lesbian <sighs> why do you go out of your way to try to prove that the opposite sex is against you all i could do is yawn this is like the age-old question and i don't know I, to me personally i don't think one 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 ethnicity of man cheats more than the next I think all men probably cheat equally. I think all women probably cheat equally. I just I do believe men get caught more often. But I think people cheat equally. I'd rather talk about the world ending, but it's since you want to talk about <laughs> infidelity, this is where I stand on infidelity. Um it's it's kind of simple and it's kind it kind of isn't. All right. I don't know where this this survey came from, but one, I mean it's it's with me being a person that believes in logic, it's only logical to ask, okay, how many people were surveyed? Where was the survey taken? Um, what were the what were the uh, what were the uh, what's the socioeconomic background of these people that were you know there are it's, a lot, a of, lot variables of variables that, goes that go that. into taking a survey. Uh, if if you're gonna do it, I mean, I would prefer let's go let's take an occupation for a standard like for for happening you know like let's let's go to an elementary school and get all the women there and get all the the uh, get. 25 women, 25 men. And ask them, you know, straight up, like, you know, you know who cheat? You know, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that women lie more than men. But, uh, <laughs> they definitely so, do. So, therefore. I, figure that I feel they're a lot better at it. Exactly, exactly. It, it's sad that we take pride in it, but to, let's just be 100 here. Like, you just said it. Men get caught more. And my mom always used to tell me, you know, when somebody go looking for something, a lot of times, one day gonna find it, but you gotta ask yourself, what's that motivation for them to look? What they doing? Cause I ain't never, I ain't never been in a situation where I was trying to find somebody cheating on me if I wasn't doing some dirt myself. Yeah, so that's when you start looking. You go, you go looking for. Well, I would, I would probably hide my stuff here. Let me go check see if they hide their stuff. Exactly, it's, it's all a chess move, and I and I and I tell people all the time that um, definitely today, I've noticed that this younger generation of women are very good at playing emotional chess because. They know, I mean, prime example, we got shit that's going on in the Congress and the Senate, and to me, it all just transpired due to the fact that Hillary lost the election, so therefore, it was easier for women to pretty much go the, the victim route, to constantly start bringing up a bunch of men's past, because it's easier to attack them that way. See, when men were at the top, we were never trying to necessarily find ways to attack women because men were at the top. But if you're paying attention, you're starting to realize that men are slowly losing that power. Oh, yeah. And when you look at how, how do I say, strategic women are at exposing men, like women are very good at it. And and since they're so good at they're so good at it, that's one of their number one chess moves. And I feel like that is, uh, you know, finding somebody cheating is a prime example because there are a lot of women out there that brag about being good detectives and investigators. And it's like, why are you going through all that? That's like, not who you want to yeah, be. Honestly. I mean, I, you you might as well be like me and just swear off relationships. Why are you wasting your time getting in relationships to where you got to become Dick Tracy? What is the point of that? 
Like you would live such a happier life. You would live your best life if you just accepted the fact that all men are trash. You only need them for one or two reasons and go on about your business. Like if that's what you truly believe, don't go looking for the unicorn. Clearly. I mean, clearly that's what they believe because I rarely ever see any woman upping up men other than their dads, their brothers, or maybe a male best friend. But for the most part, once a woman gets with a man, I mean, it's far and few the ones that are just constantly praised and like, that's a great man. I mean, it's it's probably not going to happen. It's not meant to happen, in my opinion. And also, you get to the point where you believe your bullshit so much that to you, that's the only truth. And that's a sickening thing. There to is do. no other truth unless what you believe is correct. A lot of psychopaths. You've, clo- you've basically become closed-minded on that subject. It's like, no, this is this is what it, what the truth is, and there I can't believe anything else. There's a lot of cats in prison right now that constantly say, "I didn't do it because one, they said it so much they believe they didn't do it, and they believe if they continue to say it that it's going to set them free." Or because of the investigators or the jury might see something like, oh, man, he didn't do it. He's, he's hold on like, to this story so and then not changed it the whole time. You hold on to that story long enough, the human mind is going to create false narrative in your brain that is true. It just it happens all the time. And we as a society have built this false narrative that men cheat more than women. Like, it's all about the climate that you're in. It's all about the your environment. People cheat. It's normal. People have been cheating since dating has been a thing. Like... It's you got to understand that there are still people out there that are still in a struggle on whether polygamy is a way to go or monogamy or being you know polyamorous. Like it's there is no 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 human being out there is a constant one thing. Like we're all different, so you have so many different people in this market that are trying to pretty much that are brainwashed into thinking that it has to be this one way. I mean, I say it all the time, like. Everybody out there isn't college material. Everybody out there isn't wifey or hubby material. And for a lot of y'all people out here talking about that's wifey or that's hubby because she made you a bowl of cereal, you need to up your standards up, bro. Oh, she can cook a meal. She could cook this so- one meal. Okay. All right, she can feed you. Like, what does what, that mean? What? What? How? I forget how that post goes. Where it's, it's like. You know, yeah, yeah, you can cook and, and, and fucking suck me dry, but, you know, can you listen to my problems? If that's a standard and they can't do it, then they ain't the one, probably. If that's something that you need out of your spouse and they can't do it, may not be wifey, dog. Might not be. Like, not only might not that, that might not be wifey, but that person might not be wifey material for anybody. And you may not be hubby material. It's just, that is the reality of the world we live in. Everybody feels like we need to fit this one mold. One of my favorite Childish Gambino lines is um, what he said. He's like, uh, 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 a white kid can wear whatever hat they want, but a, uh, but for a black kid, one size fits all. And, you know, I, I, you know that's that's crazy. Like you, everybody needs to understand that you know there are different hats that people are going to put on. That should be everybody. Everybody's everybody should not be trying to put on this fitted cap. Yeah, this fitted cap ain't for everybody, you know. And this this dating game isn't for everybody. I'm telling you, man. I see, I could I could throw out names right now, but I know so many people out there are just so much happier single. But they're just that it's that inkling in the back of their brain that has them feeling like I need somebody. I need a one. I need this guy. There are so many solutions to these things that people say they need. 
you say you want a husband. A lot of people just want a husband because they want to get married and have kids. But at the end of the day, you constantly come across men that pretty much bring your energy down, turn your aura to a dark color. And you say you want kids. Well, you you don't necessarily even have to get married to have kids. You can go adopt a child. So there are so many ways to circumvent needing anything. I mean, if you want something, go get it. If you want a fuck buddy, you can. Women can easily get one. We don't want to have that argument. We don't. We don't. <laughs> if, want if you want a child, but see, what, but when you do have that argument with women, it's like, well, I just don't want to fuck anything. That's what a fuck buddy is. Uh, technically, when you start putting these these qualifications on your fuck buddy, you're looking for more. Yeah. Not only are you looking, see, and even if you have standards as far as physical attributes, I would tell pretty much every woman that they are full of shit. If they don't have a guy out there in mind that they would just have sex with once or twice a month. The problem is people cannot do things without feeling the need to possess them. Exactly. The, you the feel the need to make you, an attachment to this oh, person. This, this let, well, let me, let me you know, text them today, see how they're doing. For what? Oh, you ain't got to do all that. What? You, you ain't got to sleep with this person today? <laughs> all this is unnecessary. Like Everybody wants to break away from social norms, but they only want to break away from certain ones. And... You, you, once, even like I said with a child you want a kid you can go in there you can go get you you can go adopt a child and you might want to say oh I don't just want any child I want to have that connection to a child blah 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 first, first of all don't mean to be rude but it's a lot of women out there that do not need to be mothers <laughs> so I'm just saying it's, as mean as that may sound it's a lot of deadbeat dads out there Not a, it, it's a lot of dudes out there that they knew better and they should have did better. Yeah. And, and they, they're in situations where they just got to, you know, kind of adjust. Like, it is what it is. Like, that is just, it goes the same way with women. Like, some people just got to reach that point in their life where they realize, okay, maybe this ain't for me. To the point where if you can, if you can convince yourself that all niggas ain't shit, then you should be able to convince yourself that, hey, I don't need one. I don't need one. And and maybe, just maybe, one day this shit's just going to happen so organically, you're not even going to notice it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know plenty of women that don't get married until they're 40. I know plenty of women under 25 that already have two two divorces. It's ridiculous. We shouldn't live in an era like that. We should have people more, we should have people more confident in the way they move. And they shouldn't be relying on social media or anybody other than their soul to guide them. You know, I, it's not enough of that going on. And I mean, I know some people out there need to be led, but come on, man. A lot of us graduated high school. A lot of us even graduated college. A lot of us are working full-time jobs, taking care of ourselves. You're more than capable of making the decision to relax. Take it one day at a time. It ain't a hard thing to do, man. No, not at all. You know what else, you know what else I hate? I'm seeing the... The Ha Ha Davis lingo. Yeah, I've I've, seen, I've been noticing that too. And I, and the I double kinda, talk. Is yeah, what the double I call talk. It. Yeah, you know, and I and I kind of related to the Kaepernick situation where it's funny to me how shit gets popular and people forget where it originates. And I would hate to see that happen, but it's it's funny to me. Like it, that happens a lot. Like I I, I still wonder where um I was thinking about something. And I was like, man, like who started that shit? Because I even forgot. Like. You, you people, it's it's a lot of people that won't even remember like where the pink polos came from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh it's people that won't understand why DJ Khaled you know screams like that's a DJ thing. But 
where did that originate from? Who was the first DJ to just start screaming over records? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of shit that gets so popular and becomes so traditional that we forget where it comes from. And I just kind of feel like that's just, I wonder why that happens. Is it just because laziness? We just don't care to track it back? Or we just like stealing, we like stealing shit. Uh, people definitely like stealing shit. I think, yeah, people do like stealing shit, Like man. stealing shit. Stealing yeah. shit and passing it off on their own. Plagiarism is at an all-time oh, high. Oh, man, plagiarism is at an all-time high. I bet there's a lot of people that's gonna post that yay post and just make it seem like they just oh shit I'm gonna just chop his name out because I don't fuck with him he in the sucking place. So <laughs> speaking of the sucking place, did you see did you see his little his little selfie video he did like talking about you know now that I'm out of the sunken place I got you know a few things what, I need to say. Who removed him from this quote unquote sunken place? I I don't know, but you know he went at Nick Cannon he went at Drake he went at Tyson Beckford he's like he's like. I know he's like he's like Nick Cannon. I know you dated my wife for a point in time, but it's like for you to get out there and 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 continue to talk about uh, sleeping with her or stuff like that. It's like man, that's my wife. Like you don't. That's disrespectful to to out here saying. People that. don't understand what disrespect is anymore. But people people like just like think just because oh we seen Kim Kardashian sex tape, I can talk about her any kind of way. No, that don't fly. Like if if you see if you see the sex tape with me and my gal and you call her you know something or whatever that's not that's not gonna fly. People are gonna people are gonna combat that with saying that well that's the level of respect that she deserves and I'm saying still she she she's accomplished something that a lot of y'all ain't gonna accomplish. She's married. If, if even past that, if I dig deep into your life enough, I can pull up some skeletons and be like oh well shoot exactly. my level my level of respect is gone down for you. And, that's, and, that, and that happens a lot with these cop shootings. Like in Dallas, I said, oh, well, you know, we found some weed in his apartment. That doesn't mean his level of respect goes down, but his, his view in the public opinion does. Oh, he smoked weed. That does, does that mean he deserved to get shot? Not, not in my eyes. Weed isn't even a narcotic. Yeah, not in, not in my eyes. But in a lot of places. It, so. it, that's what they do. They try, to, they try to tear down your character so they can say, well, you know, you're, you're beneath me in some because I don't have a sex tape. I might have a coke habit, but I ain't got a sex tape. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come on, man. But um, yeah, I, I didn't see I didn't see that selfie video. But I bring up the sunken place to say, man, I, I grew up. You know, I've always been that kind you of grew weird. Up in the sunken place. Nah, man. <laughs> and even if I did, niggas still catch these hands. Whoa! <laughs> like you fighting out of the water, water. I'm just saying, like, like I, I, I was telling Jay that I was like, bro, I don't care what people call me, though. Like, when it all comes down to it, niggas got to step to me as a man. Niggas got to step to me as a real human being. Like all that digital internet gangster shit. That shit ain't like. I couldn't. I wouldn't have made it like in the rap industry. I'd probably be dead by now. Like niggas would get ran up on, bro. Like all the time. Yeah, like, don't come to my like, city. I'm not. Like, I would understand. Like I, I think Eminem is just trying to sun MGK, which he did. Don't get me wrong. Rap Devil's a solid track. I still think it's a love letter too, but it's a, it's a solid track. Just not used to somebody complimenting you and dissing you on the same track. But yeah, it's, it's hard. Eminem kind of did it too, but um, but when he said you know he dressed better than him, but anyways. I'm just more of a type of guy that I really feel like 10, 15 years ago, niggas say some shit that ain't on wax and ain't got shit to do with nothing, nigga, we finna throw down. And we ain't gonna be shooting at each other, niggas finna get down. Like, I just feel like hands, it's it's traditional as men, we get in the ring and we settle, we gonna settle this beef to see if I'm, you gonna, I'm gonna command my respect from you. If I punch you in the head and you fall, <laughs> like, nigga, respect me. Learn not to disrespect me anymore. Yeah. Treat me like a man. I ain't a punk, you know. It's that simple. But um, I won this one. Yeah, this you know, me. like leave me alone now. <laughs> but no, nah, man, Jordan Peele, man, he's he's directed one of my favorite shows of all time, Twilight Zone. 
<sighs> we had a conversation at work about Twilight Zone yesterday. Yeah, he's the official. He's the official director, man. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, man. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't know, man. Like, I mean, that movie was very Twilight Zone esque. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. What, what was that episode of the Twilight Zone where the mobster he dies and he presumes he's in heaven because he's with these women and he's he's playing poker and he's winning at poker. And then, like, the episode just continues and he keeps winning at poker. He keeps winning at poker. He keeps winning at poker until it becomes with, like. With the boxer? Was it the, well, was it the, the boxer? boxer? I, I forget. Some Somebody won. And then he, like, keep, the women keep coming and he keeps winning, winning at poker. And he's like, wait a minute. This, is, this isn't good. It, it that sounds I'm real familiar. Winning. It sounds like, real familiar, yeah. Like, to the point where it's like, wait, I'm not in heaven. This is in hell where, like, you know, they're basically killing me with happiness. Yeah, with his addiction. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Get out! I'm gonna say it like I said all the time. It's a good movie. Jordan Peele. Um, I'm guessing he has something to do with Black Klansman. I'm just from a. Um, I still haven't seen Black Klansman. That's me neither. But um, with my heart being with Twilight Zone and me knowing where the the essence of Twilight Zone, I just don't want this shit to get like. The premise of that movie to me was the sunken place in racism. I would hate for Twilight Zone to become that. I would like him to, you know, kind of do it like he did his, you know, Key and Pill show. Like, hopefully it's just, Twilight Zone is Black Mirror, bro, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah, that's, yeah, Black Mirror is, is, is highly yeah, Twilight it's Zone. It's a unique twist on everyday things. And, like, I'm, don't get me wrong, Get Out could be close to that, but I just, my fear is that he takes it that direction and just, and just makes it about that shit. Because, I mean, that's all he's put out so far is racially driven shit. And to me, that would just that would ruin to me something that was five years of greatness. But um, I just want to throw that out there because I, I'm I'm ready for it. Cause he that's a that's a big thing to have to live up to. Twilight Zone is some some real shit. I know people that are like they can't watch Twilight Zone because it's black and white and it scares them. But I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you looking up, man. Um, that that episode of Twilight Zone. Oh man, you better be looking through some episodes. It's, it's called a nice place to visit. Season one, about, episode twenty eight. Season one, episode twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Five seasons, right? Five or six seasons. Uh, I think it was six. It doesn't tell me on this yeah, side. That, that show, bro. It was some unique shit I seen on that show. I actually, even for nineteen sixty. That's what I'm saying. So my thing is, he would have to get on some Black Mirror shit. And at this point, I haven't seen that in him yet. To me, Get Out wasn't. I'm gonna say, like, as a real movie watcher, I tell people all the time, like, Get Out was a twist between an M Night movie and a Stanley Kubrick, a Stanley Kubrick movie. And I mean. The premise was a little different, but if you went in, in my first time going in there about 60% through the movie, like, I pretty much figured it out at the end. I'm like, it's kind of predictable to me, but I watch a hell of movies, so that's just me. The average movie watcher probably was caught off guard, but whatever. Twilight Zone used to catch me off guard, and that's fucking 60s. Yeah. So he he got some some big shoes to fill, bro. I don't know. Like, like when I seen um, Get Out, you know, I, I was with my white girlfriend. I kind of looked at her like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's funny since I seen that movie, I've seen a lot more interracial couples. <laughs> like the, niggas just want to die. Have you seen more? Or have you just noticed more? I guess I've noticed more. Niggas like fuck it. I'm gonna jump in this sunken place. I mean, cause at the end of the day, man, I mean, call me coon, call me sunken place, call me Uncle Tom. I mean, just don't disrespect me. They're just names. Yeah. You know, niggas be jealous, bro. That's why I like a Duval quote the other day. I mean, I ain't gonna say it again, but. Yeah, it was funny when he was talking about, you know, people get bad when they see dudes messing with chicks outside their race. Oh, yeah. yeah but I, I thought that shit was hilarious. Because, I mean, it's the truth, though. It's like, it's, it, I guess we can get into words of advice now. Because this is, this is pretty much falling into my words of advice. 
advice. Okay, uh, I just say, man, like, let that hate go, man. That that bitterness, man, it don't make you cute. It don't. It don't make you cute, man. You just, you see somebody doing something good that they love, I just feel like you either either shut the fuck up or pat them on the back, man, because I am a firm believer if you that if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Like, I ain't finna be out here talking about Kanye West's wife, man. I ain't finna be out here talking about Jay-Z white. I ain't finna be out here talking about Swiss B's white. I, I, just, I ain't that type of dude, man. I may have some criticisms, but I ain't finna be out here slandering them. That's just not right. Like, what does that what does that energy do for you? Yeah, man. Don't keep that same energy. You just leash that <laughs> let, the, let that energy go. Let that energy go. That's all I got. My words of advice. All those material things won't heal your soul. Tell them again. You can go buy the Gucci, the Louis, the the Victoria's Secret, the Versace, the Kate Spade, the Michael Kors, the Jordans, the Yeezys. You can buy the Bentleys, the Ferraris, the BMWs, the Lexuses, and the Toyotas, and the, and the whatever it is that you must purchase, but that won't heal your soul. It's still going to be a big old black hole there. Empty. Emptiness. Like you your pockets to, is trying after to, you buy all this shit. Niggas ain't that rich these days. Why everybody, why everybody but you trying to live like you are. God, and man. I say that because I do that from time to time. Niggas be getting out of hand. Niggas, niggas lose themselves and they catch themselves. They're like, you know what? I'm going to just chill in the house and play video games. Bro, I've been living my best life playing Spider-Man. How is, how is it? Oh, it's dope. It's dope? Yeah, it's super dope. Okay. okay. I, I like It was so dope that I have yet to buy 2K because I've been playing Spider-Man. Hmm. My son trying to get me to get 2K19. I'm just not right now. <laughs> I gotta buy all this other bullshit like 2K19 can wait bro like chill 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 got some yeah. priorities here straight up you know man priorities man that's like a P word that don't exist no more I hear pussy more than I hear priorities these days yeah, cause pussy is the priority oh man and with that being said this has been No Boundaries Podcast thank you for listening but ever since the dawn of civilization People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?